Hey, Chuck. Hey, Faisal. Guess what money and women have in common? What's that? They are exactly the same energy. Yeah. Do you ever wonder, why do I always seem to give so much more than I get? All I want is to be appreciated and loved. Is that asking too much? Why do all the jerks get the hot girls while I get stuck in the friend zone? When will it ever be my turn? If this sounds like you, you're in the right place. Welcome to The Nice Guy Show. This is the podcast that asks the question, how do I break free from the nice guy syndrome so I never have to come in last again? Now here are your hosts, Faisal Coker and Chuck Chapman. Hey everybody, thanks for joining us today on The Nice Guy Show. My name is Chuck Chapman. I'm here with my co-host, Faisal Coker. And today we're going to talk about money and sex. The two things that I think every guy probably wants the most money and sex. And we're going to talk about how money and sex are actually feminine energy. So Faisal, how did you come up with this idea for the topic of the show today? Well, I had a, when Dr. Glover was around in London, we started to talk about money. And he said, one of the things that a lot of nice guys struggle with is money. Right? <laughs> and when they do have money, they're kind of like in the middle. They don't really have abundance of it so i asked him i said look why what is it and when we started to talk more on this he had an aha moment he says something that was really interesting he said money is feminine energy and i was like hmm what do you mean by this so he went on to expand on this and this is what i want to cover i want to cover some of the aspects of what money is now chuck What's the lesson you got about money and sex when you were when you were a child? Well, when I was growing up, I think um, you know when it comes to sex, I was taught that you only did it in a certain way. So during marriage, right? So sex outside of marriage is a sin. Um, sex with yourself is a sin. Any kind of sex format of sex outside of marriage, that marriage container is a sin. Um, so it's very limited in, um, you know, what you, where you could ascertain sex and money was a similar thing. I grew up in, it wasn't poverty, but I was, we were in, uh, you know, middle, lower to middle, middle class America. Um, and so all my needs and everything were met, but my parents always struggled with money. They always struggled with paying for things. There never seemed like there was enough money going around. Um, and so those two aspects, when I think about those two aspects, they're similar kind of things in that there's this limited amount and, um, and you can't really get much more than what you have. Yeah. I can, I can so resonate with that. I mean, the message I got, especially coming back from, you know, from my background culture was, <clears throat> you know, sex is taboo. You know, we don't, you know, I didn't talk about sex with anybody. You know, when I was young, I didn't have, you know, like uncles or aunts, you know, or parents mm -hmm. or, I didn't talk about sex, you know, about dad and he, he didn't have the talk with me. So that was a real taboo. And when it came to finances, the, in, in my culture, it's really pushed. You know, you got you got to make money. You got to be something, but that's about it. And it was a lot of, uh, you know, showing off. Oh, look, you know, my son's 
this and he's a doctor, he's an accolade. And there was a lot of, uh, you know, that kind of, you know, comparing yourself to the Joneses. And, um, but that was it. it there was no like f- pathways or guidance. And we, and, you know, we grew up poor. So I came from a, a very poor household. And uh, so money was a issue. Like you said, wasn't abundant. But I, I want to share one thing, right? So I, yeah, I, I've got some pretty cool people in my network and I wrote a post and uh, I wrote on my Facebook. I said, you know, what is money attracted to? And I've got a few, you know, Facebook, uh, like, you know, a lot mm-hmm. of life coaches on, on my Facebook. And they all came back with a lot of woo, uh, you know, um, stuff like law of attraction and this and that and that. Only one person, right? One person came and wrote the best uh, answer. And he's a multimillionaire. He's no. made uh-huh. businesses several times over and he just wrote one word and i thought that's it guess what that word was i have no idea right he said money is attracted to value value i'm writing that down <laughs> right i thought about it well isn't that what the feminine's also attracted to a high value man Absolutely. Right? yeah yeah hypergamy makes a wanna get mm-hmm. the best man she doesn't want sure. the, the loser, so it's attracted to value. Mm-hmm. Or and some guys might think, well, you know, I'm not quite there. But perceived value or possibility of being valuable in the future as well. Right, right. You invest in that. Similar kind of thing. Like if you, uh, I don't know, say you buy a piece of art or something like that, that, you know, was by a, a new artist but you buy it because the potential of that artist is that, you know, one day this painting is going to be worth millions of dollars, something along those lines. So the value of that piece of art may not be here today, but you can, you know, see based on, you know, other, you know, histories and things like that, that that piece of art is probably going to be worth something. So similarly with a man in a high value man, he is going to be worth something. The potential of his earnings increases. So uh, the feminine is going to be attracted to that as well. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. So no, there was a, uh, let me tell you this story, right? There's a guy, he knocks on the door, his friend's house. And he says, look, listen, I've got no money. Can I stay for some time on, on your sofa? <laughs> right. Would you invest in that guy? But most people say, well, well, this guy's got no job. He's got, he's got no, well, he's, he needs a place to stay. What most people do? You probably let him stay on his couch. Yeah, but you, you wouldn't, what happens if he was like, ah, someone not so close? Oh, if he wasn't so close? No, you would say no. No, I mean, if yeah, he's like a course, stranger or something right? like that, sure. Yeah. Now, what happens if I told you that was Elon Musk? Oh, yeah, sure. See, see. Just because he's got, so what Elon Musk did when he sold uh, his early businesses, he invested all of them in different companies and he put them all in different Mm -hmm. companies and he realized, actually, crap, I've got no money left. Uh, So no money to live. But that's what you call a real true entrepreneur. He just put everything into that and he had to stay. Yeah, and and he stayed at his friend's house because you know that guy's got potential. Sure, sure. And that's what people will invest in. 
you don't have to always have the uh, the results potential. Right. Well, same is true with stocks or any other kind of um, thing that, you know, properties, things that you invest in something at a lower, you know, that's at a lower value, knowing that it's going to increase in value. And so I think that that's similar with us as nice guys. So as a nice guy, like Robert was talking about, and you were, you were talking about most nice guys stay in this, you know, that middle management type of earnings. And, you know, they're not, they're not great. They're not excellent, but they're also not super bad. They're not like living on the streets or anything like that, but they're just in this middle. And yeah. uh, I, I think that oftentimes even guys who are in relationships, long-term relationships and the relationships are kind of going south is because when they were early on in the relationship, they had all this potential, you know, the feminine, the woman saw him as this, you know, potential and she invested in him. And then he just kind of levels out in middle management and she says consciously or unconsciously, this is a, the life that I've wanted, you know, and, you know, right or wrong, you know, you can argue the, the ethics of all of that. It's, it's a reality that happens. Yeah. And, um, yeah. and so if we are not pursuing excellence within ourselves and increasing our own value as, uh, as a man, as a human, as a citizen in the world, then why would we expect anyone else to invest in us if we're not even investing in ourselves? Yeah. Yeah. She wants well, that let's... passion. She wants that drive. And it's like, Mwah. the nice guy's right in, right in the middle. But I feel right like where I'm right now, I feel like I've been stuck in middle management in my business. I feel like I've been <laughs> stagnant for quite a while. And that, and now I got to a place where I've had enough. So I'm yeah. really hungry, really passionate. I feel alive again. And, uh, yeah. and that's, and I can feel the people around me. I can feel the women around me like, wow, that's yeah. super sexy. Yeah. So yeah, it's this, energy. It's energy, right? It's attracted to, Masculine energy because masculine energy is go out there, do things, <laughs> achieve things, build things. So uh, it's it's nice to feel that passion and it's nice to receive the feminine energy from that. Yeah. So, like yeah. you said, let's let's check out the five things nice can nice guys can do to get more money and sex. So, what's number yeah. one, Chuck? Number one is be more valuable, I and mean, we just kind of covered that. Uh, the idea is that the more valuable you are, the more value that you bring. Um, to a relationship and the more value I think you have for yourself, um, the more attraction you're going to have, you know, like your millionaire, uh, acquaintance said, you know, money's attracted to value. The feminine is money. You know, you think about money, you think about femininity and, um, and money, they're very similar in that, uh, there's a flow to it, right? Yeah. There is a, feast or famine kind of thing going on with it. Money is kind of chaotic. You know, some people have a lot of it. Some people don't have a lot of it. Uh, money can be kind of elusive, you know, and aloof. <laughs> Where'd the money go? Yeah. And, and so that feminine energy of money, and, and I love what he said that, you know, money's attracted to value because the more valuable, I think the more valuable you make yourself either in a relationship or 
in the world, in your job, in your business, whatever it is, if you're bringing value to the marketplace, whether that's the dating marketplace or your marriage or your business, whatever, that the feminine will be attracted to the value, whether it's money or it's the woman. Absolutely. Uh, So true. I mean, for example, you know, if you're getting a real good value, if, if you had a, a house or something and it was for half a million or something and all the houses, including that one, was worth a million, that's just an incredible value. You'd be like stupid to say no. So you would look at that. So Chuck, um, how can we help our listeners understand? Like, for example, what value, right? This is a question for you now. What value okay. do you bring in your marriage? Ah, okay. Put me on the spot here. Let me think about this. Ah. <laughs> Here's one thing that I bring. All right. And I think this is an important one. I bring loyalty and fidelity. Okay. Which creates safety, uh, for her. Uh, you know, my wife, uh, she was, she'd been married before first marriage husband, um, cheated on her quite a bit. And, and so I think one of the most important things that one of the values that I bring into a relationship, which is, I think the thing that the feminine is a attracted to and, um, and, and that we as humans needs is that sense of security and safety. And I would say that that's probably also true for money in and of itself. You know, if you're just squandering, um, you know, basically being disloyal to what you have, why would you, why would you get more? I mean, if you were, if you were a guy who, you know, got in relationships and cheated all of the time, you know, pretty soon you're going to develop a reputation and, you know, but I, I would, I would say fidelity is one of the things I bring, um, companionship, friendship, um, obviously my sexual prowess. Wow. <laughs> Um, but also just, you know, I think the masculine energy, you know, bring the more masculine energy you bring and the masculine energy is that stable stability, strong, planted, not going anywhere, consistent, tenacious. Um, you know, I was used the metaphor of a lighthouse, you know, it's a very phallic symbol, but it's like, it's like deeply, deeply rooted into the earth so that when the storms come and crash around it, it doesn't, it doesn't fall down. It doesn't collapse. And, and when you're in a relationship with the feminine, whether it's money or a woman, there's going to be chaos. There's going to be storms and you have to weather out those storms. It's not all going to be like fucking sunshine and roses. What? I know. (laughs) Yeah, no, there's going to be these storms. Right. And I think that's also the thing with the, with the, the guys kind of get this idea of both money and sex is like, Oh, it should just be easy. Like it should just come. I should just, I should just think about this and attract it to myself. And then it's just going to flow abundantly. And then my life yeah. is going to be wonderful and nice and easy. It's it, no, never. Yeah. And that, you, that's you such got enti- that's such entitlement thinking, isn't it? Yeah. Oh, you know yeah. what? It just, it should happen. Should right. Yeah. What do you, what values do you think you bring to your, relationships so uh, really thinking about this as well what is money attracted to so for example um reliability Mm. okay excitement trustworthiness Mm. uh purposefulness so Mm. for example uh let's just take your uh cell phone mobile phones Mm. as we call it okay right you you take that right uh if you have something that works on and off it's inconsistent you're thinking wow this is rubbish 
right? Sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. Uh, it's unreliable. It's uh, it keeps breaking down. You're mm -hmm. thinking, well, I'm not getting a lot of value here. And the same thing with the guy. If he's, so the things I bring in, in connection is boundaries, right? Consistency, keeping my word. You mm -hmm. know, if I say something, I'll do it. Okay, now, do I get this 100% of the times? No, I have bad days. I have human experiences sure. too, right? But what I learned was if I do them most of the time and I, and I honor as much as I can, then what I noticed was that the feminine is really attracted to that okay. as well as, you know, as, a, as well as having the reliable things, you want also the, the mysterious, the fun, mm -hmm. the playful, the excitement, the mm -hmm. novelty, the new stuff. You combine all that. That's what money is attracted to. Can you imagine if uh, in that one, uh, there's a new iPhone coming out or new Samsung coming out and it was mm -hmm. exactly the same. There's no new, there's no novelty. There's no new features. That's what a new relationship needs to bring. It needs to bring the reliability, mm. the standards, mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. the new stuff as well. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. I just thought of something. I wanted this is kind of interesting. I think is that oftentimes I think men who are highly, you know, bring a lot of value. One, you know, so they bring value into the world, and so they're making a lot of money. And I, th I think it's natural for the masculine to chase the feminine, right? So if you're in a relationship with a woman and you're highly ambitious and you're chasing money, which is the feminine, on the one hand, she wants that safety and security that the fem that the that the money brings, right? But she gets jealous of your attention is split between you chasing the feminine money and not giving her the attention, which is the feminine. So I wonder if there's some kind of correlation there. I just kind of thought of that idea of that, that maybe, because I've, I've heard that so often where guys are like, you know, I'm, I'm going to work and I'm working really hard and she's, you know, she, she doesn't want me to work so hard. She wants me to be home. But then when I'm home, if I'm not bringing in the kind of income that she wants, then she's on me for that. And, and, uh, so I don't know, just like that, that was a free one, everybody that's not on the list. So <laughs> you just opened up a whole can of worms. There. <laughs> I'm, right. I'm working out. Am I having an affair with money? What's going on? Is he cheating? Yeah. 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 Like maybe she's, she feels like you're cheating because she feels that feminine energy that, that you're chasing, you're chasing the feminine. So she would be just as jealous, probably more jealous if you were chasing, you know, an actual yeah. woman. Um, but I think, I think she wants, she also deep down wants that because she wants a man on a purpose. You know what? Yeah. Uh, I, you know, my, my, the women I'm with, they say, oh, I love it. You're so passionate, you're driven and you're doing something in the world. You, you, you're making a change in the world. And you know, when, when I, when I speak about my passions, I'm really passionate about that. And they love that energy. Yeah. And there's some guys like, yeah, I'm going to come and I do it. They just speak with. So oh. yeah, yeah. Even if you do something, just bring that passion out. So, uh, but I think that the, that is what the masculine or that value that, that, that the masculine brings is that uh, pursuit, right? So I'm pursuing, whether I'm pursuing the woman, I'm pursuing finances or whatever I'm pursuing. And so there's an attraction to a man who is in his masculinity and is pursuing things, right? But then I think there can also be kind of a jealousy that starts to take place uh, because the feminine... Um, wants that security so you know if your if your attention is split 
And that's one of the things, and we get into this in another podcast, but, you know, the idea of women are attracted to tension in a relationship and that what she wants, um, guys are always asking me, like, how do I create positive emotional tension? You know, one of the concepts that Robert came up with, positive emotional tension is attention. (laughs) You know, she wants your attention. And so if I'm not giving her my attention, she starts to create negative tension. So does money, right? So so, so does, does your business. So does, money. so does your business, yeah. your work and everything. It requires focus. It requires attention. attention. If, you, if, mm-hmm. if, you, if you're distracted and you're like, ah, it's yeah. going to suffer. Yeah, exactly. Number two. Yes, number two. Okay, number two is leading, right? And, and here's the thing, right? Stop waiting for things to come to you. Right. Get proactive, make things happen. Get active. Masculine energy is taking initiative. It's being resourceful because a lot of guys saying, well, I don't know this. I don't know this. I don't know this. I love Tony Robbins quote. It's not the lack of resources. It's a lack of resourcefulness. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Taking initiative. So start leading, yeah. right? If a man can't lead, a woman's not a follower. As Dr. Glover says, right. women right. want men to lead. Yeah. And I think that the idea of leadership is you have to have a vision that you're going after. So that's part of being a leader is you have to come up with the vision. This is where I want to go. So both in money and in your relationship, if you don't have a vision, if you don't have something you're pursuing, which again is the masculine, then the feminine is going to get bored with you. So if you're not pursuing success in uh, you know in your business or uh, your career or something like that, then you're not leading in that and the money is not going to come right similarly with uh the feminine you know if you don't have a vision for where you're going in the relationship and say hey this is where we're going then the the feminine energy isn't going to be able to follow because the feminine needs the feminine energy needs something to follow and so the masculine energy of pursuit, which is leadership, hey, I'm leading, I'm in front, here we go, yeah. you know, that that's, that's, I think, a, a really key component in understanding leadership. I love that. I, I really like that point. And it just made me realize that how much the feminine follows. So therefore, mm-hmm. the masculine's got to have a, a path. And yeah. if you ask a lot of nice guys, most men, what do you want? The typical answer they get is, I don't know. I don't know. I don't, they have no vision. Yeah. They have no vision. Yeah. I, you know, I've really struggled with that. I, yeah. This is a concept I really, really struggle with. I don't always know. Yeah. yeah. And I what think I want. Definitely do a po- yeah. I don't always know. I, I remember I did an exercise with uh, Dr. Glover when I was getting trained by him. And one of the exercises, which was really helpful. And I did it with my, my guys as well. So for 30 days. For 30 days, ask yourself every single morning, what do I want? Mm. You know, and write it down. What do I want? What do yeah. I want? For 30 days every day. And that really helped. And I, I know some of the guys were saying, oh, that has been really helpful. And yeah. they really asked that question consistently. So yeah. that was yeah. a great opportunity. Yeah. So what do I want first, which creates a vision of where I want to go? And then you pursue that. Yeah. And then you make it happen. Yeah. And then you make it happen. Yeah. Well, let's I talk about number pursuit. three. Yeah, so number three is take a risk. Put yourself out and be ready for 
Oh, be ready to fail, get shut down, but ne- but always get back up. It's like uh, yeah. Bruce Wayne's dad when Bruce Wayne fell down the uh, the well. Why do we fall down? So we can learn to get back up. Yeah, <laughs> it's kind of a thing like that, right? Is like, uh, but but you have to take risks. If you're not taking risks, and again, the masculine is. A risk taker. So all of these things that we're doing to create attraction are masculine things. So taking a risk is the masculine. Yeah. Be ready to put yourself out there. Yeah. You have any? Uh, any, any what do you, What do you have on this? No, I, you, you said it well. Because you know, a lot of guys are too uh, nice. Guys are way too uh, soft on this. For example, a lot of the times. I get stuck and in the past, mm-hmm. I'm getting much better at this. So taking risks, I've become, I, I became way too, I started to overthink a lot. Mm-hmm. And I was like, is it going to work? Is it not going to work? And I started to go the whole process. And, you know, I, I remember even my sister, like, stop thinking and just do it. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, you're right. I remember um, I had to go to an event and it was in uh, Singapore. And uh, I was like, umming and ahhing. And I mean, I'm like, I was, I was being overcautious, overcalculating. She's like, just do it. I was like, yeah, you're right. Just do it. Mm. There, I just grabbed the laptop and just, you know, put my car details in, booked a ticket. And it became taking that risk and getting out of the house. You know, it, it gave a lot of gifts. You know, I, I got so mm-hmm. many gifts out of that. And I think a lot of the times we are, we get stuck in indecisiveness, spinning wheel, ruminating brain. And then mm-hmm. we're always trying to make, calculated risks it has to work mm-hmm. i mean i make stupid risks but really yeah. just some, sometimes and this is what business is taking risks mm-hmm. yeah absolutely and, and when you think of it in terms of again like the masculine feminine energy taking a risk is about you know first of all you know the leadership is i've got a vision and i'm going to pursue that vision and in the pursuit of that vision there's going to be risk involved right that's what actually makes it exciting would you read a book or go to a movie where it was just this guy and he was like sitting on the couch and I'm just, you know, doing my thing. And, you know, there was no arc, there was no risk, there was no adventure, there was nothing to it. You know, we, we need to have that sense of risk in order to bring that excitement of like, okay, I conquered, I did this thing. Look what I just did. And the masculine is validated internally by what he accomplishes, the masculine energy. Yeah. Feminine energy is um, externally validated, right? Tell me I'm beautiful. And so beautiful. when we're in the, thank you. <laughs> Sorry, you. <laughs> oh, I thought you just when, said it. <laughs> when, we're, when we're in our masculine and pursuing something and taking the risk, right? then that creates the attraction, you know, oh, I got the kill. Now let's sit and enjoy the kill. But we don't just rest on our laurels. We have to go back out. We have to make another kill. So Absolutely. Like to- like approaching a girl, you know, that's yeah. so scary. And it's mm-hmm. been so scary for most men. For me, everyone, every guy I've worked yeah. with, that's probably, I think 99% of the guys I've worked with, I think one, one does like 1% of guys that have like, mm-hmm. yeah, I'll just go and talk to anyone. Yeah. But you got to take that risk. You got to put yourself out there. Yes, you are going to get shot down. You are yeah. going to get rejections. I was, I was talking to a client the other day 
And it's like, oh, you know, I hardly get rejections. I hardly get that. I'm like, how many girls do you talk to? And he, what I find was he wasn't really putting himself out there. Mm. And mm-hmm, I said, mm-hmm. if you're not getting rejections, if you're not getting shot down, if you're not getting all this, you're not pushing yourself hard enough. You're in your comfort zone. And that's also true in business and your career and money, right? You have to put yourself out there. And when you think about like a guy who has a lot of fear, right? And he approaches a woman, she senses the fear and the inconfidence, and she's not attracted to that. So it's a self-fulfilling prophecy in that he gets shot down. And I think the same thing's true in business or in the pursuit of money of, you know, I'm really nervous with this. What if I lose this? What if I don't, you know, what if I don't get what, what I want? And what if I get rejected? Mm. There's a funny story. Uh, I'll tell it real quickly here. When I was in junior high, uh, I was at a summer camp. And and the last day of the summer camp was uh, was a dinner. And um, this was a co-ed summer camp. And, and so the boys could ask a girl to sit with them at dinner time. It was kind of like a semi-formal kind of thing, whatnot. And there was this girl that had been looking at me all week long and I was terrified of her, but she'd been, she'd been looking at me all week long. Right. And so we get to the, the, the uh, dinner place and all of these kids are kind of pairing up and I'm sitting there and she's sitting there and like literally everybody had gone in to eat and, and it was her and me. And I was terrified to just say, Hey, you want to go eat with me? And obviously she was waiting for me to do that. So finally I did that sense of insecurity I had mm. fast forward a couple years and I'm out of high school, maybe in college or something like that. And I'm standing at an ATM and this is back when you could take $5 out of your account and I'm standing at an ATM and I know I've got like $5 and 50 cents in my account or something like that. And I'm, I'm staring at it going, do I take it or do I, you know, do I clean up my account or, or do I just go without whatever, you know, whatever is buy for five bucks back then. And, and I realized years later, it was the exact same anxiety of standing in front of the girl wanting to ask her and standing in front of the ATM and wondering if I had enough money to do what I wanted to do. And that was for me where I was like clicked. It's like, Oh, money. And, and the, you know, the feminine are similar energies. So we have to take risks with that. Ooh, uh, let's. I, like that. I actually, you know, it just had a, I had a bit of like epiphany with that because sometimes I can be a little, you know, when a, a bill comes up or something, I can feel my stresses and fears yes. just like being triggered with that. You know, when, when you have kids, there's like all these unexpected <laughs> costs, and bills, and when you go through a divorce, and I remember, you know, it's it's the same anxiety. Mm-hmm. And what I've been doing is I'm like, well, you know what? Nice guys can become really tight sometimes. I, I can yeah. fall into that. You know, sometimes I can be overcautious sure. with money. Sure. And, and, and th- again, being overcautious, being too tight, that's bad for sexual attraction as well mm-hmm. as business. Because sometimes you got to, you know, just let it flow, just be okay with it and just yeah. move on rather than get emotionally connected to it. Yep. Yep. So yep. that was a good thing. Yeah. Yeah. Well, let's talk about number four. Never take it personally. You want to tell me about yeah, that? Yeah, I'll cover this. Yeah. So, uh, when it, you know, when in sexual attraction, 
you are going to get a lot of rejections, right? If you're putting yourself out there, you're going to get a lot of rejections. You're going to get a lot of no's. And what happens is when we get rejection, whether it's a client says, hey, I don't want to work with you, or when you go for a work or a business and you didn't get the promotion, oh, I'm, I'm wrong. I'm stupid. I'm this. How dare they? And, and you just go into this victim part and victim energy. And that is so uncool. You know, for example, I've heard so many uh, women tell me, you know, when I reject guys, they just get really butthurt. They get really angry and they get aggressive. And she says, you know what? I'd rather just give my number and then mm. ignore him. Then, then she said, what is it with these guys? Why can't they take a no? Why do they have to mm. get, oh, you must be a lesbian or you must be this or, you, <laughs> or you're ugly anyway. Yeah. And, and that's such pathetic behavior. That's the part where you have to say, you know what? Okay, no worries. And, what, and the principle is charismatically, smoothly, just move on. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And um, I think that is also very much a nice guy behavior is taking things personally. Um, I would even go as far as to say that that's kind of somewhat of a... <laughs> When we, when we, when we take things personally, we are not leading. Yeah. We're not taking the risks. We're afraid. And when we're in that state of fear and anxiety, that's not going to create attraction. So the same thing is true with money, right? That if I'm afraid to take a risk, you know, oh, I might lose it all, you know, or there's this program. I know it's a high value program. I should do that, but it's so expensive. I don't, you know, I'm not going to invest in myself. Um, you know, that, that we take things so personally and then that in and of itself is the opposite of the attraction, right? So I'm not attracting value because I'm not being a value. I'm playing it super, super safe. And, you know, when I look back on my, you know, dating life and that kind of thing, I was very insecure as well. Um, but it wasn't my insecurity wasn't from this particular woman in front of me. It was from being rejected by the feminine in its entirety. So it's better to not pursue the feminine, the woman, yeah. it's better not to pursue the feminine energy of money, right? Because I can lose it and get hurt. So yeah, we take things absolutely. too personally and we're not bringing value. Yeah. yeah. So true. Okay, so let's have a look at the number fifth one. Okay, so the fifth, fifth one, one is learn and adjust. Right, so learn when it comes to money and sex, learn and adjust. Okay. So we, one. yeah, let's let's take a look at that. So calibrate with the market and celebrate with the woman. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> if something doesn't work, use empathy and work on picking up the cues, getting better and asking or surveying the clients. So learn and adjust, find out what works. And when it doesn't work, don't take it personally, just simply adjust, uh, use it as a learning experience. You know, I think that that I, something that I've definitely been working on in my own business of, uh, you know, it used to be, you know, I'd, I'd make an offer or something like that. And somebody would reject that. And I would feel like, oh man, they're rejecting me. Um, 
and now I'm now I'm at the point where it's like I make an offer, and if they reject it, I'm like, okay, you know, and and maybe I'll I'll try to figure out why they rejected it or something like that. But I just move on, um, and I think that that's very much um, a masculine energy is to just be able to learn from what works and what doesn't work and then adjust accordingly. Absolutely. Absolutely. Test and measure, go out there, try it out, take the risk. You know, I remember when I was getting better at approaching women and I was hopeless, completely useless at this. And when I put myself out there after my divorce, I was like, I'm going to really get this handled. I'm going to fix this part of my Hmm. life. So Mm -hmm. I went out and I did, you know, over a few years, I did thousands of approaches. I talked to Mm. so many people and I got burnt. I got rejected. I got told so many things, but what I learned was I just learned some, learned something, things Mm. from my mentors and coaches, and then went out, practiced, and I adjusted to that. And a Mm -hmm. lot of guys I speak to have such little inexperience. They have a lot of, they have, they don't have enough learning. So when you don't have yeah. enough learning, like inexperienced learning, how can you mm-hmm. adjust? So they're, yeah. they're trying to make all the adjustments without actually practically doing it. And that's yeah. where you fail. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. You have to, again, that the masculine does. So I'm going to lead. I have a vision. I'm going to take, take risks and pursue that. I'm not going to take it personally. And whatever I learn from this thing, I'm simply going to adjust for the next approach, for the next investment. Absolutely. I mean, even like this podcast we're doing, yeah. you know, yeah. we're pretty new to this. I'm pretty new to this. I'm like, yeah. oh, it's not perfect, but, you know, we've only got no. like 12 listeners or something. I think we've got more. <laughs> right. but, yeah. but it's just like. Hi, everyone. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Are you? But that's it. you. Going out there and making a difference, right? We have to make a difference and we have to keep moving. We do. So one of the last messages I want to give uh, is, you know, when it comes to what I've learned and I've got mentors to teach me in this because it's, you know, areas that I'm weak in, I always get help and support in. And the most important thing is opinion doesn't matter. Everybody Mm. has opinion, right? What really does matter is results and effectiveness. There's an effectiveness and results always have a path. And a lot of the times it's about following the path. The following the six, uh, Terry Robbins said this as well. Success leaves clues. It's finding those clues. Usually successful people have those and just following that. So -hmm. it doesn't matter what your opinion is, just, uh, you know, build and strengthen that baseline. For example, it's like a, fat person telling a personal trainer how to do their job. Well, no, mm. no, no, you're wrong there. Right. Actually, it's this way. Yeah. Get out your way, follow the proven path. And then if you want to yeah. add to that, innovate to that, you can. But the baseline, mm-hmm. get that right first. Any last yeah, words from you, Chuck? Well, speaking of that and opinions, something <laughs> What's your like, opinion on this? Well, yeah, my opinion of this. Uh, my in high school, my friend, his dad used to say, opinions are like assholes. Everyone's got them and most of them stink. <laughs> so, uh, there you go, everybody. And we'll see you next time. Um, <laughs> the, so next before we go, yeah, the next time, before we go, we're going to talk about the five ways to fix the dead 
bedroom. The dreaded dead bedroom. You know, the bedroom that has nothing going on but sleep. That, rest uh, in peace. <laughs> yeah, rest in peace. And so join us for our next podcast. We're going to talk about the dead bedroom. Thanks so much for joining us today. If you like this podcast, like, subscribe, do whatever you have to do. It really helps us get the message out. helps the algorithm get us, you know, helps us to be found in uh, our various platforms. And we do, to all 12 of you out there, I just want to say we do appreciate you and uh, your listening. We'll see you next time on The Nice Guy Show. You've been listening to The Nice Guy Show, the podcast that helps nice guys move past their insecurities and fears into the fullness of their masculine strength and confidence. Be sure to like and subscribe to our podcast and check out the website niceguyshow.com for more information on how to connect with Chuck and Faisal. Until next time, keep living your best life.